This is Rally Sports Radio, Episode 1 with Mark Wallace of Parlor Skis. Welcome everyone to Rally Sports Radio. I'm your host, Chaz Wagner, and on this show, we bring you interesting stories and people in and around Boston sports. Yes, the aroundness is the key here. The in is being covered by all the major outlets. We can't tell you anything new about the Patriots or Red Sox. But on the periphery, that's where the underdogs, that's where the Charlie Hustles and the Weekend Warriors are hanging out. That's where the funkiest tales and really a lot of stories that aren't being told are out there. So on this show, on Rally Sports Radio, we're going to find those people and we're going to share those interesting stories with you. We hope you enjoy. All right, I am here with Marky Mark in Eastie, not to be confused with Marky Mark from Southie. How's it going, Mark? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Chaz? Pretty good. Thanks for having me to uh, Parlor Skis HQ. Yeah, world headquarters. It's good to have world you. World headquarters. I guess I would I would start. You're one of the founders of, of Parlor. Sure. So yeah, we uh, myself and uh, two of my classmates from Williams, we uh, we founded Parlor a little over uh, seven years ago now, actually, and uh, we started building skis in the basement of a funeral parlor in uh, West Cambridge, which is where we got our name. Okay. Um, We're in West Cambridge. I'm I'm a Cambridge resident. Uh, Concord and Huron. Oh wow! Right so, up the hill from me. Yeah. There's okay. uh, if you go by there, there's an old funeral home. And we were uh, we were in the basement of that for the first five years we were in business. Oh wow, four years. So well, we weren't really in years. business then. It was uh, it was a sort of moonlighting hobby. We all Got come it. from ski racing background and uh, and building things, and so we sort of fused those two passions and and started building skis. Uh, and as they got better, and we recognized that there was this huge opportunity in New England because um, nobody was doing custom skis well here. Uh, the business grew out of it, and that started about three years ago. Okay. Um, so this will be our third full winter of selling skis and, and building skis in, uh, in New England. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Um, so 2013 was the first winter. Yes. Got it. So when was the first uh, custom skis made, and then when was the first sold to someone for... You know, someone gave you money to build them skis. <laughs> so we uh, we held people off pretty aggressively for about three years. Uh, you know, there were some insurance issues could go along with right. selling consumer products. Um, so I believe the first pair was built in 2000, what would that be, 10? And then 2014, I think, was our first sale. Okay. So it was very, uh, very, it took us a long time. We really wanted to work on the product and make sure it was perfect and get our process down. You know, one of the things that we do that's really different from the other ski companies is that we personalize each pair. So each pair of parlors is custom built to order. Um, and we basically, we work off different platforms, which are set. And that's sort of like based on how you ski, what style you ski, where you like to be. Um, and then we customize a series of options after that to fit your body type and your skier style. Nice. So we really wanted to get that process right before we rolled out the product, and so we spent a lot of time working on that. Do you need to get a, to be legally um, set up properly to? Because it's it's a lot different than selling a basketball to someone. You know, a lot more can go wrong with. Sure. So well, I mean, that's, that's, that's basically an insurance issue. I yeah. Mean, the, the business formation is very similar, um, but yeah, we have a very good insurance company, um, and we work closely with them to make sure we're in compliance. Got it. All right. Um, 
So that was in uh, West Cambridge, up by up by where I live. Um, and we're, as I said, we're in East Boston. When did you guys um, When did you guys come over here, and how'd you how'd you find this this place? Sure. So we, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time looking at real estate. Location is really important um, to this type of business because we do manufacture everything in house. Um, so finding a place that has enough space to do that, but is also close to the city um, and is somewhat affordable, is really important. So we, uh, we spent a lot of time looking and we ended up finding Andy. These guys here at 175 McClellan um, have been really good to us. And uh, it's just a great sort of hybrid. That's only five minutes from downtown right. um, through the tunnel, you know, just past the airport. Uh, so we have that contact, uh, but it's also, it's a big building and, and, you know, we can set up our manufacturing here. Also, East How much Boston, size do you have? Uh, we have a little, about 1,500 square feet now. Okay. Um, and East Boston is just a cool... Uh, it's a very cool part of Boston. It has a long history of sort of lots of different types of industry, but manufacturing and it has a solid workforce. The community over here is great, so we've really enjoyed being a part of it since we've been here. It's been uh, it's been, been so it's been so over a year. it's been almost it's been over a year. We moved here last June. Nice. So you've got a year and a couple months now. And you guys have had I mean, so one people come come to get the to do the uh, you know custom building out process to interact with you, but also you have you have events and stuff. Sure. So we have, there, there are two main things. We, uh, often people come over here for a fitting, um, and a shop tour. So once, and once we sort of get the process going, um, you know, we'll do a lot of times we'll do that hand, like face to face. We'll take people through, they'll flex the different skis, they'll hold the different models and see kind of what the right fit for them is. Um, and then we also, in our fit studios, what we call it, we also will work on their graphics in oh, person. Nice. So they can actually work with me or one of our designers uh, and see the, the ski and the graphic design sort of take shape. Cool. Um, so having people over here is important. Uh, we also do shop nights every, pretty much every other week, all winter long. Nice. Um, and you can actually come over here. It starts at about 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and uh, it's 20 bucks. You get a T-shirt. And then we provide refreshments, and you actually get to watch us take a pair of skis all the way through the, uh, the, the whole layout creation pro- process. The, well, the whole layout process. Oh, nice! Um, and we talk about you know the whole the different models and stuff. It's sort of like a brewery tour yeah. for skis. Yeah, for um, sure. And that was super popular. It was packed. Lots of similarity. Well, just where you guys started it was it was you were moonlighting, and that's how all the mm-hmm. the home brewers start, and how these micro brewers get off the ground. So lots of and it's uh, a lot of the same kind of people and. The demographic you're going for, yeah, just appreciate. Yeah, we have and, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of overlap with beer companies. We've yeah. had a couple good relationships with them uh, over the years. Night Shift Brewing is yeah. right up the road from us. Those guys are great. Portico is a Babson company, so okay. we've uh, you know different guys along the way. But got it. We any skis collaborations? And beer, uh, skis and beer go well together. Uh, we've done a Narragansett ski. Okay. Um, we have a real good relationship with them. We've done a couple of promotions with Narragansett. Nice. And uh, yeah, but private label, different beer skis is, uh, is something we do. Cool. Speaking of graphics um, and the design of it, do most people come with their own design or are they relying upon you to, you know, with your design skills along with building skills for you guys to, you know, come up with that? that uh, it's mostly, most people we work with them or they have sort of like a general idea, the concept, um, a concept, some, but it's usually a little bit of a collaboration. They'll okay. say, I like these elements. And then we start to work with them and the design sort of evolves from there. Okay. But most people don't have like a set image of what they think their skis need to, need to look like. Yeah. You don't have people sending you elaborate Adobe illustrator. Well, we do, we, we do everything in vector format cause it's yeah. the only way to get, to get it on the there. file large enough. Okay. Cause it's six feet long. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 
JPEG six it's, feet long is very large file. Yeah. Uh, but we do have it, it runs the gamut. I mean, we can print everything. We print. I have one guy um, who's doing a surprise for his wife that mm. has all their kids on it. So oh, about wow. thirty-five pictures of their kids on the skis. So it's straight. Totally it's a picture, precise. not you know, yeah. just didn't do. No, it's actually it's like total photo very cool. reality quality print. Um, real high end supplement. Did he give it to his so. his wife yet? Or no. So okay. hopefully she's not listening. Put that, yeah, right. <laughs> the millions of, of people listening across Boston right now. You guys will have to put that up. Yeah, you'll get that up on social media on your, on your page for sure. Um, what's the craziest, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say that's the craziest graphic, but what, what's like uh, the one where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe we just put this on, <laughs> put this on a pair of skis. Uh, we, we have had some uh, anatomically accurate skis okay. that were... Uh, a little outside of our comfort zone, but the client was very happy with them. Okay, so and they you, you went to oh yeah they went to production. Yeah, they're they're out they're there. Out of, they're you out can there see them the at Sugarloaf should you go choose okay. to go up there. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I would just say, what was the it's cliched, but the aha or eureka moment where it's like, all right, we're officially this is officially not a hobby anymore. This is uh, has the makings of uh, a real business, and we need to. We need to go for it. Yeah, I mean, there's no, I for us anyway, there was no aha moment. I mean, this has been a very organic sort of opportunity focused evolution of the business, right? And so, you know, we just we keep trying to make better products and deliver those products in a more interesting way. Um, and every time we do something, we learn more about it, and we just have continued to build traction. So there wasn't ever this like. Oh my God, I have a business. It was just like, we just want to keep making the best keys possible for mm-hmm. people. Um, and we've continued to, you know, sort of build momentum behind that. Got it. Do you guys come from, in your previous working lives, are you guys engineers? Where does this um, sense it from you and all the messages on your site and, and elsewhere? Just high, high quality and, you know, not just better products, but the best products. Um, sure. Uh, so our background is largely the, the piece of it that's most pertinent for the engineering and design of the ski is the design elements. So as all of us spent a lifetime racing and on snow and sort of getting to know skiers in the sport. And so we very, we're very focused on how we want the skis to perform. Um, and so by understanding, by designing from a performance standpoint and specifically a New England based performance standpoint, um, we were able to learn a lot of the engineering pretty quickly, and we've also um, hired and worked with some of the best consultants in the industry for that. Mm. So we really bring this design and fitting expertise to the business, and then we've been able to back that up with some very uh, good engineering talent. Got it. So you that. shored up. Yeah, where you guys weren't mm-hmm. experts, you brought in right. brought in those people. Neat. Yeah, love to dive into your personal ski adventures and your your, sure. your story you talked about racing with your other partners and at williams college and and growing up um what's your what's your favorite mountain in uh in new england here i get asked that all the time we certainly don't have a favorite um locally uh we have a great uh, partnership coming up with Wachusett. oh cool um, which is actually a great place to get on snow and do fitting 
for our customers. Huh. Um, and so we actually get out there a lot. It's a great place just to get some hours on. It's quick, on yeah. The can get right up there. Um, yeah, and for up north, we have we spend a lot of time at Sugarloaf in Maine. Um, we usually have a ski house in the valley, so Mad River is uh, is a standby is for us. It sort of has its own distinctive flavor of skiing, which we all really like. We've actually designed some skis, although not explicitly, pretty ex- like much to ski well at Mad River. Oh, cool! Um, and we spent a lot. That's of time awesome with- that you can go drill down to. Oh yeah, you know, well, it's, like it's, it's totally it's its own animal up there. Yeah. Um, and we ski a lot of stellar sugar bush as well. So we okay. move around a lot. Um, certainly don't have a favorite yeah. sun. It sort of depends on where it snowed the best. Got it. Wind direction. You guys had the winter house all set up for the... Uh, we're still working on it. Okay. Um, but we have the group together. We just got to find the right rental for us. So. Nice. And that group's been running for... A couple years now. A couple years? Yeah. Okay. It, it moves and shapes, but... Nice. It's, uh, it's a good group of people. I mean, skiing is all about getting out there with your friends and family and, uh, you know, so everybody most people love skiing have that core group that they like to ski with and so ours is always evolving yeah there's those people the loners that just want to rip by themselves but i I like the social yeah it's fun for sure especially the older we get yeah care less about performance and it's just good to be out out with the gang what about favorite or very memorable mountains um across the u.s or even the world what's what really sticks sure, out in your so, mind i mean i grew i grew up in utah um so oh i, I thought mean, you grew up around here okay well i grew up in maine and then moved to utah oh, so okay. I, I went to high school in utah um and so park city and alta are always sort of at the top i think the snow is the best on the wasatch anywhere i've been um vale is obviously amazing uh, pretty underrated mountain, I think, at least coming from the East Coast, is Taos. We spent a week out there last year okay. and just had the Where most is that? amazing. It's in New Mexico. Okay. Um, but they have just some unbelievable terrain there, which is super fun. So, you know, it's not any day on skis is a good day, so we go anywhere. There's some amazing places in northern Italy and yeah. the Dolomites um, from the racing days. We used to spend some time over there. Uh, I'd love to get back there someday, so let's sell some more skis. When was your last competitive race? Are you still... Are you still competitive? Uh, well, the last competitive race, I guess, that we did was the Thunderbolt, which is okay. a backcountry ski race in Western Mass. Nice. Uh, which we last be, winter? Uh, we skipped last winter, but we did. It was the winter before. Okay. Um, and we'll be back there again this year. Um, so you basically hike up, and, and then they time you on your way down. Oh, nice. And so, when is that? Uh, it's usually it's weather-dependent, but I think it's in February this year. Okay. And I've... If you're not familiar with the history of the Thunderbolt, it's worth all right, learning. I'll dig in. Maybe we'll do a story on, on that alone. You should. Cool. Um, Blair and all the guys at Thunderbolt Ski Runners are amazing. Nice. They've, okay. uh, they've really revived this show. It's a Depression-era trail. Um, and huh. one of the birthplaces of ski racing in the U.S. were these CCC trails. Okay. Um, there was one on Stowe. There was a couple in New Hampshire. Uh, Hunter Mountain in, in New York. Mount Greylock. That it was all part of this push, and then people came back from the war and they started racing yeah. um, at these different locations, and that's actually where a lot of these, a lot of the people involved in that helped found all the ski resorts in New England. So okay, it's a pretty cool piece of our history. Yeah, subculture. I'll have to yeah, it's worth more, digging into. Dive more into it, and then you probably have you know many competitions for who's buying buying rounds after uh, oh yeah after, <laughs> after a day on the slopes. <laughs> who's buying the gansets? Yeah, um, exactly. What skis are you? currently using and 
I love all there. my children equally. Is <laughs> what I tell people. There we go. Um, I have uh, I have a pair of one eighty five Cardinal hundreds. Uh, okay. That uh, have a very stiff layup, and that's my go to ski every day in New England. Okay. Um, but I have I have a backcountry setup that I like to tour on, um, and I have what well, I think we'll talk about a little later. But we have a new ski coming out for next year, nice. um, which is really playful and sort of more all mountain friendly. Okay. Um, just very versatile. Yeah, the car the Cardinal um, is really designed to ski everywhere, but has a sort of carving ski at the heart of it. Mm. Um, and this ski has a little more all mountain flavor. Okay. Um, than the Cardinal does. So I gotta, okay. Those are those are the two pairs that are always in my car. Um, so you gotta be pumped for this. And and this is uh, we'll talk about it now. Sure. This is uh, unnamed so far. It has right? uh, it has been named. It has been named. It's being released. It's called okay. the uh, the Sparhawk. The Sparhawk. Right, which okay. is a short for Sparrowhawk. Okay. Um, and it's uh, it's a name that just kind of we were playing with and it stuck with us. It's uh, has a real nice all... The ski is very sort of all-mount focused, and so we wanted something that's it's a little bit more of an aggressive name, but yeah. not, you know, over the top. So Yeah, anything with the, hawk in it is definitely aggressive. Yeah, yeah exactly. And bold. So. And that, so that also um, ties into all your skis for people that are unfamiliar um, each product goes off of a bird's bird's name, right? Where, yeah. Where's what's the history behind that? Uh, naming naming products is really hard, and so yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we went around and around, and finally uh, we landed on bird names because skiing is a sort of very fluid sport in uh-huh. a lot of ways, and uh, you know we sort of liked the way that that the names worked, and that you could sort of describe the characteristics somewhat through the bird that you picked yeah. uh, without being too over the top about it. Uh, it also provides a lot of nice graphics options. So all those things. And col- yeah, colors, graphics. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's why we ended up with bird names. Cool. And it's just more fun rather than having it with a literal description of, you know, with right. numbers in it or more on what the performance yeah, it's, of it. It's actually one of the one of the interesting things that we learned last year um, was about the the different ways we could talk about skis, and we had the most luck uh, talking about how the ski is going to perform and the sort of characteristics that the person wants out of the ski. Um, and we're actually we're in the midst of a website redesign um, at the moment. Okay. And, what you'll see when that comes out is the focus is on the sort of process that you're going to go through mm. to get fit with your skis. Okay. And also, we talk about the skis as platforms instead of models. Um, and that makes it feel a little less limiting, right? Because, so for example, the Cardinal the cardinal platform has two different widths and three different flex mm. profiles and different core options. And a lot of stuff that most people aren't, we're happy to bore people to death technically about that stuff if that's what they want to talk about Mm -hmm. but most people want to know like why is this product better for me and how is it going to help me on the slope so we talk a lot about those cardinal benefits not features yeah exactly and we talk a lot about the you know the cardinal is a great all mountain ski it's really it helps people carve better it's flexible enough to go into the woods you know it's really that sort of daily driver Um, and so we talk a lot of it a lot more about you know, where you're going to ski and how you're going to ski it, and that gets you into a platform. Um, and then we worry about sort of dying, dialing in the technical specifications behind that. Yeah. Um, but again, it's a very non-technical fit process. Yeah. Um, it's more about, well, you know, 
do you like to make shorter radius turns or longer radius turns? Or like, where do you want to be on the mountain? Or what do you want to feel like? Do you like them to be stable? Do you want them to be quick? We try to get away from the technical aspects yep. of it, and that's been working a lot better. Because people want a product that's built for them and that's going to work for them, and they don't always want to get sort of mired down in the details of it. Yeah, let you guys get behind the scenes, get mired down. Right, that's our job. Making the sausage, but uh, yeah, kind of... I'm not. Don't say dumb it down, but just keep keep it simple for for the end consumer. Cool. And then what? Uh, so those are, those are the skis. That's the important part. What apparel? Because um, I haven't found a good ski jacket. I'm, I'm still <laughs> cold. So what? What kind of apparel do you? Uh, use so out there? we we do not have this year. We will have uh, sweatshirts. The parlor T-shirt is a highly sought after item. Okay. Um, that's why I got to come to a shop night. You got to come to shop night to get yeah. a t-shirt. There are some of the most comfortable shirts out there. Okay. Uh, we're also doing hoodies and hats this year. Nice. Fine glasses. Uh, they'll all be available merchandise-wise. Uh, we have had the best luck with Patagonia products. Mm. Okay. Not to, we don't have a deal with them or anything, but um, their brand is very aligned with ours. We've done some, you know, we do a pop-up store. It's one of our events this fall. We'll be in the Patagonia store on Newbury. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Selling... Uh, their stuff it just um, you know they believe in quality and and making products that really work for what you use them for so that's we've we've had the best luck with that stuff that's so our parlor jackets are Patagonia jackets okay got it oh so you'll so you'll brand you'll put our logo like the owners and ambassadors have okay like parlor branded jackets nice Okay. Um, but that's not a product that we just sell off. The, okay. And that's a full someday. ski jacket? It's not yeah. just a fleece? Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, you got it. It's marketing, right? I know, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so let's see, apparel. What? Yeah, so let's get into more into the uh, details on the on the process and building the product. Um, sure. You know, if I were to come in uh, today, you know, and when the when the shop's open or, or whatnot, what would... Uh, what would that look like that first that first visit and you know where where would things go from there? Sure. So we are open. First okay. Got it. Okay. <laughs> well, isn't, well, isn't it's, sure? it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of an interesting building, but uh, it's usually by appointment. That's why we, we need video. Right. We, we need uh, to, the the audio yeah. doesn't do it justice right now. Um, we start out. We'll uh, come upstairs and we'll sit down and we'll walk you through the shop. Uh, that's sort of the showroom lounge area. See a couple different products. We'll ski videos playing usually. Cool. Um, get the juices Come fun, in. Yeah, you have a drink sometimes cool. if that's what you're into or a cup of coffee depending on the time of day. Um, and we'll just start to talk mainly about, you know, what skis you've been on in the past, what you love about skiing, you know, why why you're into the sport. Do you travel out west? Do you do a cat trip every year? You know, is it – do you have a new family and you're starting to get back into the sport? Um you know, do you love being on the groomers? Is it all about speed? Do you like to be more technical? It's a pretty high level, yeah. casual conversation. Um, and then we'll sort of, we'll get the graphics up on the monitor, get the background of your ski once we decide on a length and an outline. So that's the platform element of it. Um, and we'll talk through the graphics. We'll pull up some different designs. We'll start working on that. Um, usually a couple minutes into that, we need a break. So we'll go down, we'll actually do a tour of the shop. Um, and you get to meet Tyler, who's our production manager. Um, he's usually hard at work cranking through our, our production. We're well into our pre-order um, this year. So the orders we take in April, we deliver in October. Okay. It's just busy over the summer. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're turning through that production right now. And you get to actually see all the shapes and the outlines and the tooling of how the shop goes together. Um, and then at the end, you leave with your skis, all the specifications for your skis totally dialed. 
Um, if it's during the winter, uh, we've got about a two, two and a half week turnaround. So depending on how tough. often you go up, uh, you know, by the next time you go skiing, you might have your, your custom pair of parlors all ready wow. to go. That's, that's quicker than I, than I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, it's really important. I mean, people want, you know, they want something that's personalized for them, but they don't always want to wait or, yeah. you know, so we focus a lot on trying to really to bring down balance. that delivery time. Um, and depending on how busy you are, um, a lot of people want to take demos out. So that can mm. be part of the fit process. Okay. Um, and we're offering demo delivery within Boston and, and around this year. Mm. So. Basically. First, first season, first, first season line. we've done that. Nice. Um, I mean, I delivered a lot of demos last year, right, right. but this year we're sort of formalizing that. You'll be For able sure. to reserve a pair uh, of specific lengths in advance, okay? Um, and then we'll do uh, somebody will come by your house, fit them to your boot, or come to your office downtown, fit them to your boot, and leave you with the skis for the weekend. Nice. Um, and then we'll come get them the next week and take your order if that's the way you want to go. Yeah, that's a level of service that the uh, the big boys. That uh, vocal doesn't come to your office. No, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Last time I checked, it doesn't matter. You can pay them a lot; they still wouldn't come. They still wouldn't office. come. And and uh, you guys in the winter, don't you do? Uh, is it there's Thursday morning? Oh, it's skate? coming up. Uh, I think the second second weekend in September after okay. Labor Day, we're going to start uh, dry land. This year, it's going to be at six or six thirty p.m. Okay. Boston Common. Before it used to be in the morning, right? It was at 6.30 a.m. Okay. Um, night, we got some feedback that, uh, that people would rather work out after work than before work. So okay. We got a little different. So dry land for people. Uh, I haven't done dry land skiing uh-huh. training, but swim. I know dry yeah. land for swimming. It's so much. similar idea. So again, we, we work. Uh, it's getting ready for the ski season. Everybody knows that first day after skiing, you're toast. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's it's base fitness, right? We were, we do a little bit of aerobic stuff, but it's mostly plyometric based. So we do some jumping. We do some balance drills. We do okay. a lot of the workouts that we used to do to get ready for racing. Um, and it definitely gives you a sort of kickstart into the winter. Um, on top of that, it's uh, it's a great chance to meet other parlor. Not everybody there is a customer, but yeah. pretty much people who want to show up are, are diehard skiers, and it's just a fun group to hang mm-hmm. out with. Mm-hmm. We usually go to one of the local watering holes nice. afterwards and and try to negate some of the workout. There we go. Um, so it's a good little uh, it's a good thing to do. Um, that'll be every week, uh, probably through November when we start to lose the light. We tend yeah. to scale it back a little, but that that all that info will be up on the website. Cool, coming out. And that's part. That's just part of your community building efforts, and it's just part of what the what you're doing with the brand and the company. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. It's it's uh, our customers are uh, have a life of their own. It wasn't a piece of this that we really anticipated, mm. um, but they're super loyal and all like just very interesting, diverse people. I mean, we have everyone from you know hedge funds executives <laughs> to like. Uh, one of our guys is a lineman for NSTAR okay. and everything in between, yeah. right? And what sort of unites them is their desire to have, like, a custom and locally manufactured product, and but also just their sort of love of being outdoors and skiing. Like, mm-hmm. It's just a great group of people. And yeah. It's one of the things that makes it so fun to yeah. build skis for people is yeah. how much they love the sport. Yeah, so, it's, it's all about the people. Unintended byproducts. It's just been this, this great network of people that we're generating yeah you see it we've made the beer analogies already but um you know the running with with running being so big in in boston you just see that with run clubs and and november project the people running the stadiums mm-hmm. just this organic 
grassroots yeah. thing where you didn't it wasn't probably a big uh marketing campaign right. you know, whiteboard session like we should do dry land workouts yeah no, this it was is like a we million were dollar idea people were like oh yeah no it's <laughs> and people but they want to do it and they show up and it's good it gets i mean basically we started out because we're like we got to get in shape for the season right? like, <laughs> yeah yeah ski a lot more days now than we did prior to this business and yeah it's not a try to get as many turns as i can these days so right got it fit enough to to keep going oh so this summer we're talking end of august what is it august 24th is uh is today you guys had uh for the first time a summer ski building class yes can you talk about sure because that was Um, this was the first summer yeah so so we had um we had a Brainstorm. So I don't know if you got know the guys up at Grain Surfboards. People, some of your listeners might know them. Um, Grain, G R A I N. Okay. Grain Surfboards. They build Hollywood surfboards. Okay. Um, been doing it for years. Uh, Mike and John and all those guys up there are great. Um, and we kept talking about like you got to do classes. You got to do classes because that's a huge part of what they do. Actually, yeah. You go up there for a week and build your surfboard. Okay. Um, and so finally this summer we were like, all right, like we, we felt like we were at a point where we could deliver that product in a, in a compelling way. So it's four nights, um, three or four nights, depending on how you want to do it. Um, and one of those is either a night or a daytime session, okay. but you basically, you take Over the course of four weeks. Yeah. It's okay, about once four, a week. four or five weeks. Okay. Uh, we usually, we actually in August we're running Tuesday and Thursday night classes. Um, but you come in the first night, we sort of do some of the fitting and preliminary graphics work ahead of time. Um, but that first night you finalize your graphics, you get your fit totally dialed in. Um, you hand select all the different strips of wood and nice. laminate them for your core. Okay. So the cores that come out of the classes, we've had this amazing different stringers and different types of wood. Hmm. People have gotten really like artistic with that element yeah. of the class, which has been just so cool. Right? Yeah. Cause that's like the soul of your ski, right? Right. right. You're like picking the different types of wood and, uh-huh. making it all together yeah um you then work on your edges that first night uh get the, the outline of the ski sort of set the second class is the shaping of the core uh as well as selecting all the laminates the things that are actually going to go into making up the ski okay uh the third class we press so that's takes a couple hours but you're actually putting the epoxy between all the layers skis are sort of like lasagna hmm. um okay it's a there weird analogy but it's what it looks like yeah. you know so you've got the plastic <laughs> base and then the fiberglass and the wood core okay fiberglass and plastic um so you actually go through that whole process with myself or tyler and uh when it comes out the ski comes out of the heated press the ski is actually finished um, we then take that. Is that ski. the third class? That's or the, the third class. Okay. So the ski and is what, are, shape, peop- are people just going bananas when they? That's oh, wild. It, yeah. it doesn't. It's like it's just crazy because it looks like a giant square pancake when it comes out of the press. So it's like there, but it's not. And okay. then the fourth class, the ski has been outlined and the base has been finished, and we work to sand and varnish the wood sidewalls and kind of like put, do all the finish work on mm-hmm, the ski. Mm-hmm. And that's that moment where like you peel the protective coat off and you like sort of unleash this the ski that you built yeah, yeah. right and it's you can see the core and the graphics and it's like beautiful and the wood is all finished it's gotta be so empowering and liberating yeah, and for people, people are like yeah. it's just been hugely popular so that's uh another it's another way we can spend more time with our customers and mm-hmm. they can understand the process and sort of like what makes us different so yeah that's been um very successful we're already we're i mean like i said we did a second session for august this year and okay. we're already starting to book classes for next summer 
Oh wow! Um, so really? we don't we don't do any produ- we don't do any because we're busy producing skis and yeah. it's, it takes up a lot of it takes longer to build skis with a customer than it does to build them yep. on our own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the flow is a little bit different. So we're um, yeah we're already starting to book out book classes for next Excellent. July. So we're going to get our sign up up this winter and okay. uh, get for in. the ski expo. Yeah, we'll have a booth at the ski expo again this year. Boston okay. Ski Expo down it's in November. The so, yeah, it's towards the end of November. Okay. Um, which is great. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's very cool uh, giving people the opportunity to have that ownership of the product. And, mm-hmm. and also, I mean, the reason, one of the reasons we waited to do it is because we wanted to make sure that they were going to, we were going to be able to deliver the same quality product. Right. Quality control is probably the thing. Build, one hang up. Build the ski. And everybody's been great. Even people who come in and say they have, you know, they're all thumbs have really excelled. Um, and it's been really that's fun awesome the grain guys they, yeah no and they I, I told them I was like because it's awesome it's been yeah. really good so they're psyched about it wow. actually one of the grain the one of the west coast grain um, owners was one of the people who took our class this summer so, oh yeah? yeah nice he's a big skier tying it uh, full circle yeah cool Great. where do you oh so you said the wood and all the materials where do you source those where you sure find so we uh it depends a little bit um a lot of we get a lot of our wood from washington state okay and british columbia the aspen and the maple we use um in our the cores that we buy blanks of the cores they come from there um some of them come from canada uh and then a lot of the some of the core wood we source through a couple different local suppliers um but that comes mainly again from canada new england depending on okay because uh, aren't chopping down your own trees no, although we do, it, it's a side project that I've been working on. Oh, yeah. Is actually, we have a camp up in Maine, and so I've been scouting out some different hardwood trees. Or okay. To make some planks for skis out. Yeah. Should be. Make everything yourself. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a pretty wild process. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. Nice. You're doing a lot of the design stuff. Your other partners, where's the responsibility? Sure. So, so Jason works a lot on the design element of the business. Okay. And uh, thinking about what trends are coming up and where we need to go and what are some of the different characteristics that we don't have in our skis in our current line that we want to add? Mm-hmm. Um, Pete is in charge of running the books and also works a lot with me on sales and events throughout the year. Um, I manage with Tyler uh, is full on production. He takes care of a lot of the shop elements. Um, and so I work a lot with our different customers. I spend about maybe 30 or 40% of my time in the shop actually building skis. So doing a lot of some of the, detail work and the, some of those pieces I focus a lot on um, and then doing graphics for customers reaching out ordering materials setting up partnerships all the sort of day-to-day management of the business is yeah. wearing many hats what, what keeps me up at night yeah <laughs> well that's how it typically goes you yeah. to start you're doing 100% of the building right. and the production and then you gotta do the books yeah it was very finance. interesting it goes from hobby to business there's yeah. there's. it was very interesting for me getting as we get bigger and more and more successful, I do less and less of the shop work, which yeah. is which is good natural bad, growth. But I do like I really enjoy that piece of it. So yeah, that's to, where the creative juices. Yeah, really good but growth. also process, right? Like a lot of a lot of the magic. People come in here all the time. And, oh, I'm a star ski company. I'm like, have at it. Man. I'm mm-hmm. like, what do you want to know? Right, <laughs> right, because it's right. how it all goes together. Yeah, none of the individual pieces are that difficult to understand, mm-hmm. but the sort of how they all the magic of it all that. right is how all the pieces work together and you know like if you change something in the if you change something in the the shovel dimension right and you're 
don't understand the way that that talks to your the fiberglass you're using, you know, the ski's going to do weird stuff, and mm-hmm. you're not going to understand why. Um, and so you really you always have to have this sort of holistic. Or if you change something, if you change one piece of your process, it's no longer going to match up right with another piece. So, mm-hmm. sort of looking at the entire process of ski from sort of like CAD design yep. material thinking all the way through end use is like that's where the interesting piece of this business is. is you got to really you'd be aware of the whole chain. Yeah, which is fun. Well, that's where you succeed. You know, difference between right. succeeding and that... not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, with any kind of vertical company that's owning the whole stack. Yeah. You got to be granular. You know, you got to be in the details, but you can't be too in in the details that you've you've lost touch with the bigger picture like you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Let's talk about the overall culture and and the fun aspects of of what's going on here at Parlor. Um I guess starting out, what uh and at this point, what other ski and winter sports um, brands inspire you and, and, and the rest of the guys. And, and you kind of said, you mentioned Patagonia. You looked sure. for inspiration. Uh, so obviously Grain yep. um, is, a, is a company we've pulled a lot from. Uh, they're just super creative, interesting guys up there. Uh, Patagonia, as far as ski manufacturers go... Uh, there's a company called Kingswood Skis out of New Zealand. Okay. And oh, he wow. was one of the founders of this, like, own your own ski company okay. beginning to end. And he's still, he's been in business for uh, just 10 or more years, and he still builds every pair. No system, way. Does it all by hand. So wow. Total pioneer in the sport. We have a lot of respect And when did he start it? How long has he been? I don't even remember. Um, but probably. So he was one of the. Two. He was one of the early forefathers guys of this of movement, this, like smaller boutique ski movement. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's the? What are they calling? You know, it's craft beer movement. Is there a boutique? Is probably the, the nomenclature that gets used the most, like okay. in the industry. Because um, boutique, in, most small companies are not custom, um, yep. and a lot and a lot of the smaller brands are not building their own skis. Okay, um, and that's your that's your one of the things unique. that we do that's different. Um, yep. A lot of some of them do, but you should definitely ask if you're in the market because mm-hmm. um, it's not. It's again, it's we're a vertical company, but the reason that we did that, we looked at outsourcing. But in order to control and be able to build each pair to order, you've got to do it in house. Mm-hmm. So the ski industry has all this. The product cycle on a pair of Rosignols is crazy. It's like three years long, um, <laughs> that literally, long? or longer no from way. from initial design to delivery to the consumer. Good God. So they're so far. The consumer is so far behind, like the new technologies. Uh-huh. One of the things that we really pride ourselves on is like we have this new ski. Like we were selling it before we finished. Like we hadn't even figured out how to market it yet, and we were like. I had people in my office and we're oh, talking. Oh, the Spearhawk? Or the, yeah, the, okay. yeah, the Spearhawk. And so, so you're we, getting feedback right away. We have people, right. we've tested it, we've downloaded it, I know who it's going to work for. I got a guy sitting across from me and I'm like, I have the right product for you. Who cares if we have a name for right. it? Right, like, he doesn't I'm going to deliver that, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It's, we don't have to like, we don't have to get marketing's approval and then uh-huh. go like work with the shop with all the new tooling and like we can just deliver people new ideas yep. so much faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Less friction. Lot. There's no friction. <laughs> Less friction. Yeah, it's always friction. Less friction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. I did not know three years was the. It's yeah, it's about time. right. Wow. Okay. So from you know, for prototyping, right, mm-hmm. and design could take anywhere six months or yeah. three months, or and then they get the prototypes and then they test them. Yeah. Right, and then once they decide what they like, they produce their demo models. 
So that's already at least a year later. Mm -hmm. And then their reps go out and sell those to the shop owners. So they're, the shop owners are skiing on next year's stuff in like February. Mm -hmm. And then so they deliver that. For the following year. They order in March and then they deliver the following year. So it's a long product cycle. Long, yeah. Well, and I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, we're not moving, like, 100,000 pairs of skis. Mm-hmm. Like, if we had to do that, we would right. <laughs> probably have a similar product cycle. Yep, yep. The, the nature of the industry is changing, right? The technology is better now. The delivery systems are different. Um, and Rosignol is not going away. And if that's also, if that's the right ski for you, like, I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you. Like, Parlor is You found, a, you have an, it's a niche right yeah, now. It doesn't have the right product for Not you, everyone like, wants custom skis. Right. Yeah. But most people do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't know they need it yet. Yeah. I'm not a huge skier. What blogs, website, like cool ski magazines to get yeah, get, get amped uh, up for the year? Blister okay. Gear Review. It's blister.com, I think. Okay. Um, is your go-to? Perhaps the only truly independent mm. review site. Gear Guide. Um is another good one. Gear Guide's just, uh, is it all sports? Would, they do or, a whole bunch of outdoor okay. stuff. I think it's and Gear Guide or outdoor. Skiing is one of the, let's see. Um, independent Skier Magazine is doing independent reviews out of Jackson. Okay. Um, not at the scale of Blister, but they certainly have a pretty good buyer's guide. Um, Blister Gear Review. Yeah, they have, yeah, uh, Jonathan over there has, they have a totally unique process. They take, a pair of skis from you and they ski them in different conditions and mm. next to different skis and they have it and then they write essays basically they have like three to five thousand word reviews oh okay um about the different ski brands so if you really want to know how a ski performs across the spectrum and not for the two runs hmm. you know that yeah. some testers it's, took it's it on it's extensive yeah very and some people would argue more so than is necessary hmm. but it's all on there well here's they're one of their. They have a blister manifesto on their site now. Yeah, they have probably five or six bullets, and one of them is short reviews suck. Fifty to eighty word reviews are only satisfactory to people who don't really care about their equipment. Ours are around fifteen hundred words, as you said. Gear costs money, often a lot of money. You should have, your review should be better. So I like these guys already. Jonathan's great. He's uh, you know him. He's a very high end. Yeah, we know him. Uh, we get to know him a little bit more last winter, and have a lot of respect for what he's doing. Sweet. They're doing a print gear guide this year too. Oh, okay. Um, Prints gonna, back in. Yeah, people are into it. Again, yeah. So. The indie, uh, indie publications. So that's that's your your go to blister. Oh, so locally, by the way, exotic skis. Eric, exotic. Out of uh, out of Vermont has a really interesting database of. Okay. I think he he has a large portion of all of the independent ski makers in the world. Oh, nice! Cataloged on this on his site. Okay, um, and it's worth checking out if you're into smaller brands because yeah. he's got some he's got some cool content up there. Okay, and, stuff and he's so up in Vermont. Yeah, he's out of uh, I think he's in Burlington. Okay, nice. I'll definitely check him out. Put a link link in the show notes. Um, so you do the dry land um, in the fall. What are you doing the uh, the rest of the year to stay active, be outdoors, just sure, other so sports. So we do demo days. Oh, okay. oh, just, oh yeah, general. us. For, you know, the company, but also you. So we ride uh, one of the big events for us every year is the Pan Mass Challenge. Okay, which, a few weeks uh, ago. A few weeks ago. Yeah. So we. Just, so every year you do. Uh, yeah, this was my eighth year. Cool. Pete's fourth year. Um, I ride with my old company, Shaman Construction. Okay. Um, we have a lot of really close friends there, and uh, everybody 
I think has been unfortunately touched by cancer and it's a big weekend for us. Yeah. Uh, it's a really important part of what we do. So that, in order to get in shape for the 192 miles, we rode bike a lot in the spring. Okay. Um, so that's a big piece. Uh, surfing is one of my passions. Tyler, our production manager, is an amazing surfer. I'm very mediocre. You said he, uh, I don't know if it was on air, he builds his own Yeah, so he's, uh, he's, he does some unbelievable work with Redwood. He does wood um, surfboards. He does some mini Simmons. He does some longer stuff. Um, and he's really starting to sort of delve into that surfboard design. Um, and, but he grew up on the Cape, he's a lifeguard and he's, he's just a very talented surfer. So I'm a terrible surfer, mm-hmm. uh, but I like to get out there and, cool. and do that. Where so, do you go surfing around here? Uh, oh, you can't give away your spots, especially on right. the air, but they're, <laughs> they're close. Well, they're very close by to the shop, put it that way. Okay. There are half a dozen spots within half an hour here that are world-class and it's good. So. Okay. But flat most of the time. Yeah. He sort of told us, but mostly <laughs> didn't. <laughs> um, and then re- real quick, tell everyone, Tyler, how, the connection on how you guys know Sure. Him so and- Tyler's the son of um, our ski coach at Williams. Nice. And uh, when he graduated from college a couple years ago, he came to us looking to learn more about, you know, uh, building. And, you know, he's an amazing, absolutely amazing craftsman. And just the precision of the work he does and the way he matches up the wood and the cores and he's always focused on how to make that product better and, and it's just been doing a great job for us so nice and you say he's been building for a while yeah he's yeah, uh well he's, he started with us about, well, about a year ago but it seems like a lot longer than that yeah and he's uh he's really taken ownership of the production and and uh does a great job nice and then more stuff on the culture you said that uh depending on time of day you know either a beer or a coffee what what What's normally on tap, or, or what are you serving up down down there? Uh, so it depends. We always have Narragansett in the shop, right? Because they're yeah. uh, they're a good partner Partners, of us. Yeah. Um, it's a great beer. We'll work with some of the other ones locally. Uh, you know, Harpoon. We'll do events: Harpoon, Night Shift, okay. uh, Portico, from time to time. Yeah. Uh, Main Beer Company has some great beers going on. So depends on depends on the flavor a little bit, um, but okay. we uh, try to mix it up. There's probably an East Boston brewery being formed in someone's I know, basement I right know. now that we don't... Tell them to come over and make a deal. <laughs> that would be a great partnership. Yeah. Hyper-local. Well, uh, well, Night Shift is in Everett. They're like literally 10 minutes Yeah, they're here. close. But yeah. that's is that's not technically East Boston. Correct. It's not. But yeah. I don't know if there's actually an East Boston brewery, although I probably should. So I'm saying there's somebody... I, somebody's doing it. <laughs> somebody's going to crop up any day now. Also on beer, uh, the Apres Ski... Is that a big part of your routine and yeah, hitting absolutely. the slopes? Um, it depends. We try to be responsible about it. We're not as young as we used to be, yeah. but it's a big part of the community, especially you know up where we are in uh, in Sugarbush area mm-hmm. in the valley. You know, we'll go to Matter River Barn or down to the Hideaway, and there's always great music playing up there. And it's just it's a you know it's just a nice time to unwind and and spend some more time with your friends. You know, if you're Slower than your friends or faster than your friends. You might not ask you to them all day, but everybody catches up on the bar at the end. So yeah, meets up there. Yeah, it's a big piece of the of why people like to go out, yeah. go up and ski. It's like you get to be outside. You work for it. You work. For, the first one is to take off your boots, right? And the second one is for that first beer. Yeah, they uh, they taste better at the end of a ski day. I don't know. Why. For sure, I certainly do. Yeah, they taste delicious. All right, so the uh, last last area to talk about is the future. And what's 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 cooking ahead for for Parlor? Um, I guess just more immediate this winter, 
you've touched upon some of the stuff, but what you know, you said the the new platforms uh, coming up. That's on a on the product, you know, um, but maybe bigger picture. Sure. I mean, we we're really focused on being New England's custom ski builder. Uh, that's been our sort of mantra from the beginning. We feel like the people in New England are very committed to their products um, and they care about their skis. Also, uh, the good days are rare here, and we feel like you should make the most of them. Mm. And so having the right uh, the right ski for that occasion is super important, maybe more so than in Colorado or Utah, where you got a lot of great days every year. Right. You really need to maximize yeah. the ones you do have. Um, so, you know, we're just going to continue to grow um, our capacity around delivering that product to New England skiers. I mean, we've, we sell skis all over the world. We've got skis in Japan. We've got skis in Chile. Couple pairs in France and wow. the Alps. Um, cool. We have a very international base, but our focus um, is very much on you know New England and specifically the Boston area, yeah. Greater Boston area, Connecticut. Um, there are a lot of passionate skiers here, and we want to we want to create a product and an experience for them that they can't get anywhere else. Yeah, um, it's going to set it apart. Cool. Yeah, the experiential part. You well, can I ship mean, product can... to France yeah. and Japan, but the experience and the community aspect. And you can see a lot of the things we're doing this year, the, de- the, the delivery of the demos, right? Mm-hmm. The having a fit studio here in the shop where you can actually come and touch and feel the product and get fit and work on your graphics. These are all, uh, you know, service-based, uh, you know, product delivery. Um, we have a fantastic product, but it's got to be backed up by a higher level of service because that's what people expect. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a lot of our focus this year has been on, is on that delivery and creating a different, a different experience with parlor yeah that's what a vertical company can do you, yeah all the all the touch points yeah yeah awesome you you said new england's custom ski builder which sound that's awesome um <laughs> it's very powerful and a great mantra and mission but going outside of that you know boots are the the other aspect you guys yeah have? the other the other hard goods elements of skiing are uh bindings and boots specifically mm-hmm. are very are injection molding based and very different it's a different process yeah. which is not something that we feel like is a core business for us mm-hmm. where we're going to be able to succeed in the same ways yeah um so those are unlikely uh, expansions we're but again if we're more focused on uh peripheral sports you may see parlor skateboards for example Mm -hmm. like longboards or other things that involve sort of lamination and craft where we can bring something to the design element and the service element um and certainly apparel uh you know sort of a supporting line of you know uh, jackets and coats those things are much more likely also or like uh like tours for example, we're doing ski with the builder events mm. at Watch Use at this winter. Okay, because um, so, you have part. That's a, an official partnership. Yeah, yeah. it's hasn't been fully announced yet, but we we have a deal with them, and so we're going to be out there, and they're going to be marketing ski specifically. So okay. you can go, and we're going to have the whole demo fleet there, and we're going to take you know six or eight people at a night, and we're going to go, and we're going to ski with you, we're going to talk about the different products. We're going to do that. Yeah, um, we do have some different product lines that we're rolling out right now, and at the high end of our product. You'll be able to fully customize your ski, um, and one of the options with that product uh, is going to be a ski day with us. Nice. So we'll actually go to resort of your choice, schedule permitting. Um, you know, so anyone that buys the high end product, the high end, yeah. okay, 
we'll we'll have the option to add on a ski day with us. Nice. Um, and we'll actually we'll take you out. We'll do the whole day. We'll go to lunch. We'll do apre. We'll provide yeah. you with a whole array of different skis for you to try, and we'll really take you through the whole experience. Such a cool, unique. Experience. Again, Vocal doesn't do that either. <laughs> no. <laughs> can't can't check the box on that one. No. And the different price points, so the, the high end, the premium one is what? And uh so the the the, the one so that you're the, talking Ra- about. the Raven series okay. um is gonna be somewhere between fifteen and seventeen hundred dollars. Yep. Uh and that ski day is gonna be about a five hundred dollar adder. Okay. Uh and that's largely based on the cost of lift tickets and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, so that's the, that's the sort of high end of where we're at. Our normal skis retail, our, our stock graphic skis, which you get to pick from a small selection of our graphics are 950. Okay. That's um, the Cardinal and the other ones? Uh, or? yeah. So okay. no, so they're, all of our skis are available with any graphics, okay. custom or not. So if we design a graphic for you, it's an extra 150. Um, and that includes... Two and a half hours worth of our design time, which is more than enough. Mm-hmm. But it's good to set that expectation because people will have you moving the parlor back and forth by sending it to the <laughs> Um And so that's if it's if it has a standard look and you can't see the core through, that's eleven $1, hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Heartwood Collection, which is where you can showcase the wood core, is twelve hundred. Got it. So we have three different all the okay. ski, all the models are the same cost. Um, you pay extra for based on graphics. Okay, cool. Which which way you go? So if we if we have no design time into the ski or it's a pre designed graphic, it's less expensive. Got it. The hard, the the clear top sheets require um, extra work uh, from a manufacturing standpoint. Mm-hmm. We've got to do a wood tip so that you can see that wood. You usually use a plastic fill that it. takes the bend. So you've got to pre bend. There's some steaming of the wood. You've got to make sure everything's book matched. Um, you know, visually you align the course. So there's just a, there's some extra steps that go into that. And so we're just trying to, you know, break even on that process, but it's a great product and they look, they look really unique. Um, and, and people just love that hardwood look. And it's, uh, we stayed away from it initially because people think that wood skis aren't high performance. Right. Um, Okay. There's this sort of misnomer. There's this disc, this mental disconnect, right? It's like, that's old school or it's old fashioned. And so, or it looks it looks cool in the it looks beautiful uh, in the, con- but in the condo or in the car, but yeah. yeah. So I actually want it. Out so we on. really spent some time um, building up our reputation as a performance product first. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as we become more comfortable with that, um, you know, we've worked to release this that sort of higher end mm-hmm. dif- differentiated product line. Performance number one, performance and quality than the design and the beauty and the, yeah, those yeah. things are always. I mean, form follows function, right? But mm-hmm. um, performance is always the first priority. Yeah. We want everybody to be totally happy, and if if you're not, uh, we'll just give you your money back. Hmm. There's no, there's no question for us that we don't want anyone to be unhappy on their products. Yeah, it happened once last year. Okay, um, so with the wood one, no, just with a yeah, with a ski, it just ended up the fit wasn't right. It wasn't what this customer was looking for, yeah. and we just gave him a full refund, no questions asked. I'm a big golfer, and I uh, I know the wood woods from the past. I love how they look, but performance-wise they uh well so that's they're the not up to snuff of but so, so that's that's these days. that's the whole like people think that but all the all the high-end not all of them 
the majority of the high-end skis, including all the race skis, are all wood core skis. Yeah, okay. Uh, but production-wise, manufacturing materials-wise, you don't see that wood. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just an interesting that the, ski, the construction of the ski is not all that different. Right. It's just the way that we're showcasing the product. And we can do that. Again, we've worked. It's not easy to get that wood to show through two layers of fiberglass on the top sheet. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of work that's gone in yeah. on a product design standpoint paying, to, to get off. that, but to get that sort of aesthetic. Yeah. Look, and again, that's the stuff that we can spend time on and that's important to us that, you know, when you're trying to crank out a hundred thousand pairs of exactly the When same you're doing ski, mass market, you it can. doesn't make sense, right? Yep. Small batch. You gotta have the, it. Yeah. The local brewer. Well, last thing to talk about, we've got the, we've got the little, the, the, the doggies here. Sure. So Penny, uh, I think they're whooped out from all, all, all the talking. Yeah, they don't move much during the day. <laughs> it's kind of their mo. So uh, there's three of them. What What are their names? There's three. We've got Mason, who's my dog. Uh, she's Yellow Lab. She's six. Grew up with Yellow Lab. Nice. Um, Penny is a uh, Pete's. Okay. And I'm puppy sitting for the week. She's a she's a mutt. She's in charge of security. Okay. Uh, okay. Penny man or Mason manages our HR. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Augie, who's downstairs, is Tyler's dog, Golden Retriever. Nice. And uh, she is in charge of, uh, well, she keeps, Whatever every, she, wants. she keeps everybody in line. Okay. <laughs> she partly, can be a little bossy. Partly HR. Yeah, exactly. She works alongside uh, Mason. Yeah. They, they got it locked down. But we're very dog friendly. We encourage our customers to bring their dogs by. Have you found a way to get them on skis? Like well, dog skis? the skis ski with us. They come backcountry skiing with us all the time. Oh yeah, so a big part of what we spend. We try to spend about half of our days, or at least the mornings. I've got a one year old now, so okay. My congrats, thank you. My nice. ski days are uh, a little harder to come by than they used to be. And sure. So I'll, I'll get up early and take dogs out and go make a couple laps in the backcountry, and then go ski with the family. Okay. So that's a big part of what we do. We've done some crazy adventures up Washington and. There's a lot of great backcountry skiing in New England, and so we try to really get out there, and we always bring the dogs. Is your wife a big skier? My wife's not a huge skier. Um, she's good, but she's you know doesn't like the cold that much. Okay, got she it. She likes skiing out west. Well, you know, by having a ski business, you you have you can justify being being out there. You got, I got to stay in in tune with the market. If you were working a normal job with a with a one year old, you would not be seeing yeah. much skiing at all. No. I so. <laughs> How'd you guys come up with the uh, the logo? You got the O. Yeah, the, the O is kind of the unique we, uh, we aspect. Did. It was of actually Ninety Nine Designs. It was a crowdsourced. Okay. Yeah. It was a crowdsourced logo many many years ago, um, and it's we really like the sort of graphic nature of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the parlor element of it has become more uh, recognizable as the brand than the circle logo with the mountain in it. Um, but the, we use them sort of interchangeably in different ways and um it's uh sort of represents we have a pretty clean like graphic aesthetic um on most of our designs i mean obviously they're custom so people can get as busy as they want but our stock designs are pretty minimalist okay Um, and so we like that that was just the the graphic that spoke to us and it's been very well received over the years that's one of the wood uh that's actually my pair of uh, cardinals solid maple cardinal 100s that's your go-to. That's, that's your everyday. My, that's the, the one you were talking ski. about earlier. Yeah. Nice. That's that is, a great ski. That is really good looking. Thank you. You gotta come by and see it. I know. Those of you well, listening be, from home. I will be back. <laughs> that is for sure. We'll be back. All right, Mark. This was awesome. 
Thanks for uh, yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks by. for having me. Bye.